There's a new podcast app that delivers chilling true crime stories straight to your mobile device. Every day they release a new episode that investigate the gruesome true acts of America's worst serial killers. And you can explore into the minds of psychopaths and murderers. To get started, find and download Murder Minute from the App Store or visit MurderMinute.com. That's M-U-R-D-E-R-M-I-N-U-T-E.com to get your daily dose of true crime creepiness delivered straight to your mobile device. It's a good show. All right, we're recording. Oh, shit, that was too loud. Oh. Uh, how's it going? Great. How are you? <laughs> I'm saying that like you just walked in the door. Yeah. You've been here for an hour. Um, so I'm here with Alexis Novak. Hello. Yoga instructor. Yes. Um, we're at my apartment where you came and taught me. Yeah. Is it teaching? I, I guided you through um, some yoga. You did great. Is the general... Just want to make sure everything sounds right. Is the general um, purpose to get people to where they don't need to go to classes anymore? No, uh, some some it kind of depends. Some people, I think, uh, they have different goals where they want to get you know more flexible, or um, they want to get into different variations of cool postures. But right. um, my my teaching approach is just so people feel good in their bodies. I, I don't have a end goal usually. But do people, when did you start? I started teaching yoga in 2008 Holy and shit, I started, years. yeah, I started practicing yoga in 2004. So my aunt was an instructor, so I would go with her when I was oh, so younger. That's why. Was it just like, oh, I'll go try this? Uh, yeah. It wasn't for like, oh, I feel like shit the way I do? N- no, not necessarily. I feel like a lot of people start doing yoga, be- like they wait until things are wrong. Oh, yeah. Like me, when I'm like, oh, shit, my sacroiliac is fucked up. I'll try yoga. Yeah, a lot of people will find yoga as like a means of they've tried everything else or they... <laughs> After they hit physical rock bottom. Um, yeah, so I found it through, um, I found it. it was through a, a relative. Through a relative, yeah, my aunt. She teaches still. I, before doing it with you, I had only done yoga one other time, and it was with just like a DVD. Yeah. I was at Best Buy, and I was like, oh, this, and it was like a yoga for beginners DVD, and I was like, I should try this. And I wasn't like in pain or anything. This was like 10 years ago. And I was like, oh, I should do yoga. I'm not getting enough exercise. And so I got this yoga DVD and did it right here in my apartment. And um, in general, I have sleep disorders. Like I have insomnia. I An average night of sleep for me is like... I'll go to bed at two or three, sometimes even four and wake up at like 9am. Like I can't also can't sleep in. So it's really weird. So it's like five or six hours sleep is a good night's sleep for me. And the one, the first time I tried that yoga DVD, I did it like in the afternoon and then felt fine all day. Felt actually tired. Like, like Like I had gone to the gym or something. Done some physical work. And then that night, I slept like 
13 hours. Oh, so good. I woke up feeling incredible. Also, almost a feeling of what day is like, I felt like I had Dis- slept for a disoriented. month. Disoriented? Like hibernated. Like that, you know, the feeling you get if you accidentally take a nap, like oh, yeah. late in the day. Like you and you wake up, you like, don't know who you are. You wake up, you go to take a nap at like, like you'll lay down on the couch to watch TV and fall asleep. And next thing you know, you wake up and the TV has that timer where it just goes to sleep eventually. And you wake up and it's now dark and uh, you're like, uh, did I just, what's where, who what am time I? is this? <laughs> it, and you feel like you slept and you look at your clock and it's like seven, it's seven. And you're like, oh my God, it's 7 a.m. I just slept all night. And then you're like, oh, I slept three hours. But then you're, I don't know why I started on this other than like, that's, that's how I felt when I woke up from, from, from your yoga, your post yoga, yoga, but I felt amazing rest. And then you didn't ever do it again. (laughs) It was almost like I didn't do it ever again. It was almost like that. Um, the, the relaxed feeling you have after meditating. Like, yeah. Like, oh, Your subtle body. I needed that. Is um, parasympathetic. I don't know why I didn't do it again. That alone should have been like, oh, you got to do this every day. It's dude. hard to get back. It, it's hard to get into a routine um, because you forget. It's very easy to forget that good feeling afterwards. Even a day later. like. Oh, yeah. I woke up the next morning and should have just gotten out of bed and just put that DVD on. Yeah, but you have a whole life to live. I don't actually. (laughs) I I have one of those lives where it's like, I'll be busy for on and off for like a couple months maybe. And then it's like three months of just, what video game should I play today? (laughs) Like I'm not good with my time. Did... Was the um, DVD that you did, do you remember what DVD it no. was? Do you know who Dallas Diamond Page is? Is that a wrestler? Yeah. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, that sounds like a wrestler name. Well, he started a, to do a yoga. Um, yoga healed him from an injury that he got while on the job. <laughs> Dallas Diamond Page. Yes, and he started doing yoga or started doing yoga to heal himself. He found that it really helped him. And so he started making a Dallas Diamond Page version of yoga, which is like a man's version of yoga or whatever that means. So like instead of like raising your arms above your head for, you know, a tadasana, you make like a triangle. Like like a wrestling triangle and then he like, like makes noises. Put your thumbs together yes, and your index and fingers. Yes, and then um, he... Wait, so he's like, all right, now we're going to get your hands up, pussies. Yes. (laughs) But I have a friend. Get your hands up, pussies. Yes, and then he'll be like... And so I have a friend. I actually know multiple people who have done it and, and like swear by it and do it at home. And my friend has like lost a whole bunch of weight on it and he's like... When he first sent it to me, I thought he sent it to me because he's a comedy person. I'm I thought looking he sent this up right now. <laughs> I thought he sent it to me as a joke, and then I looked at it and I was like, "Yeah, it seems pretty legit, actually." So you've watched it? Yeah, I watched it because he sent it to me with speculating. 
And then I I watched it and I was like, this is actually fairly legit. Dallas Diamond. Page. Yoga. DDP. Yoga. DDP is a... <laughs> yeah. Oh, there it is. Yep. Right there at the top. DDP Yoga. I haven't looked at it in a while, but... Never underestimate the power of believing in you. Yeah. <laughs> what is DDP Yoga? Diamond Dallas Page originally. Oh, God. Fucking ads keep popping up. Uh, wow. It's like a whole set of. Yeah, I think there's people that it's a lifestyle. You should have. You should do an episode of your podcast about Dallas Diamond, the cult of Dallas DDP. Diamond. Yeah, I will once I start it. <laughs> Alexis has a a very awesome podcast called "We're Starting a Cult," we, um, which you should check out. Yes, we. How would you describe it? Each each episode we do, uh, we look at one cult in depth, and then we basically take the things that we like about the cult and the things that we don't, and we're going to apply it to the cult that we are starting. Which we haven't started yet, but we will. Are you worried you're eventually going to run out of cults? Oh, no. Are there that many cults? It's ins- it's madness. And that's funny because that's what I... Th- I thought the same thing about um, making making a murder. Oh, yeah. I was... Or no, the um, My Favorite Murder yes. podcast. I was like, they're going to run out of shit to talk... I don't know why I thought they're going to run out of shit to... People are murdered every fucking day. And there's and most of the cults that we hear about in the news are like kind of sexy and like have, you know, this coolness to them. There are some cults that you're like, oh, my like just geeks. Have you guys talked about the um, the Smallville? The, the oh, yeah, I have. That is an active update. I am on that. What the fuck? It's, that is some crazy shit. It's, and the, the we're talking about one the actress was her it's name called Allison the, Mack. From, Allison Mack, from um, Super, or, uh, Smallville. Smallville. The Nixium cult is what they were a part of. It was ran by a guy. Mm, his last name was Rainier. I blanked. She was like recruiting people. For she was it. recruiting people on Twitter. She was recruiting. I saw, the, I saw some of those tweets. It's bananas. And because she was verified, some people were actually going. There was actually an actress who went. Uh, there was actually an actress who met up with her and they like read some of her their emails back and forth. And it sounded like if a girl wrote me these emails, nothing against everyone communicate the way they want to communicate. Yeah. But if a coworker uh, emailed you. Steve. Yes. You've you have met this person and they're like, "Yeah, we should work on something together." And if a coworker emailed you in in the middle of the night, "I've been thinking about you a lot lately." I'd be like, "I have to find a new job." <laughs> um I'm looking for some of her tweets. That is fucking cr- And by the way, I loved Smallville. That show was fucking great. I'm, she was the perfect person to do this. I'm friends with Michael Rosenbaum, who played Lex Luthor on that, and I haven't asked him about this. I think some of her stuff might have been obtained by the FBI, who she was arrested by. She was arrested by the FBI. 
FBI. The, that's not fucking small time no chicanery that's like <laughs> that's not is that the right word chicanery I, I think it is oh yeah here like she's tweeting it like legit actors like emma watson <laughs> emma watson i'm a fellow actress like yourself and involved in an amazing women's movement i think you dig i love to i'd love to chat if you're open Ooh, uh... and it's a numbers game i mean with these cults it's a numbers game like well, the minute you get someone... You put enough feelers out there, you're eventually going to find someone who's self-conscious and, like... Especially here. Yes, especially. And they have a performance online, a YouTube performance, where she's singing to her a love song to the founder of this cult. She's in, I think, a gymnasium. Nobody's in the audience. <laughs> who's recording this? It's yeah. madness. Sorry to hijack your podcast into no, cult the, film, I but you get me about talking about it, and I'm like, Wah. Rashida Jones, as a fellow actress, I love your work and what you have to say. Maybe we can connect sometimes. Oh, they're bar she's barking up the wrong tree. <laughs> A.K. Sarah Sarah. I don't know what actress that is. Love your work. If you have a, mom a moment to chat, I'd love to connect. This is just reaching out to random strangers i know they're fellow actors but that's just like she just went on imdb and was just like all right this one who's verified she's looking for blue check marks she wants those um yeah so you should shit. check out alexis's podcast um i'm assuming you started this after watching the um wild 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 country wild, yes wild country. and um i'd watched the source family and I still haven't seen that. Oh, the Source Family is—that's an LA classic. Yeah, I know. Um, and I also tried to do some uh, investigative work and see if there, I could find sort people who were in the Source Family are still in the LA area. Have, have, did you ever used to watch that show? Um, uh, oh shit! Now I'm totally blank, and her name was Jerry Blank, the Amy Sedaris. Um, Jesus Christ. My brain, the older <laughs> I get, uh, what the fuck is it? It was making fun of after school specials. Amy oh, Sedaris. um. Now I'm blanking too. I'm going to feel like such an asshole when this comes up. Strangers with Candy. Yes. There was an episode where she's in a mall and there's like these cult guys that come up to her. And they're like, hey, do you feel alone? She's like, yes. <laughs> like she's immediately, they had no, they didn't have to persuade her off. We're part of this group. Okay, let's go. She's just like immediately. Yeah, that's part of what we do on the podcast is like, I would be probably 80% in usually. No, you would not. I mean, I, I, I'm pretty open to community, to finding like-minded people. It's the it's the harm the murder part of it that I and the group sex I'm a little like eh, not so into, but the rest of it I'm cool with. If you tell me that like uh, yeah, once there is a person who's involved in this thing you're doing who's like, okay, the women can only have sex with me. And it you're just that should just be the red flag to be like the massages. I'm it's always a massage. The minute a friend of mine asks for a massage, I'm out. No one needs to be massaged, you know. <laughs> It's a cult. Why are they touching each other? That was the craziest part of Wild Wild Thing, by the way, for me, was the homeless people. Like, I... They bust in 
thousand. It was like six thousand homeless people. They went all around the country and picked up homeless people because they wanted to sway the voting. Um, Sheila, this is a creepy. So there's another documentary that came out two years before Wild Wild Country, no. where Sheila is in it. Um, it doesn't go as in depth, but Sheila is seems like a different person. She's a uh, looks different. She carries herself a little bit more stoic, and it's almost as if she saw that herself in that documentary, and then for Wild Wild Country turn on the charm and the everything else it she's ice cold in the other yeah. one and that was when i was like oh she's a sociopath yeah all the all the um archive footage of her on like uh the donahue show and all these shows you're like she is a fucking monster she's just cursing and like she doesn't care about her public perception until her interviews for Wild Wild Country, you're right. And then right. she turns into this nice, sweet old lady where people are like, oh, she rules. Sheila forever. She rules. And it's like, man, she not only did she murder, she she kept her hands clean. She handed the syringe to somebody else. Which yeah, is that's even... the thing. There's all, it's, Cult leaders aren't stupid. They're usually very smart and good at manipulating. Mm-hmm. And yeah, she got people to attempt murder for her. Yeah. yeah, it was the homeless thing. It was like literally they bust in from all over the world, like 6,000 homeless people with the promise of we'll food, feed you, we will put you up, we'll give you beer. Yep. Just so they could get these people net, who will now be living in Oregon to be registered voters. Yep. To sway the vote so they could take over the county. That's... Which is pretty genius but also at the same time like what were you expecting you now have 6,000 homeless mentally unstable people living on your commute (laughs) 6,000 can you imagine no I've thought about that before like if you imagine not that just the homeless people but also like (laughs) imagine if Scientology I mean Scientology kind of has moved in but imagine if like you see like on Fountain the the Sea Orgs yeah. running around imagine if they just started moving into your place oh, yeah, of living yeah. yeah it's oregon i used to live in oregon it's fucking like these are like simple people who and in those they're the you know when they would interview like the the people from the community you're like yeah that's typical oregon like they don't like outsiders they don't want we can hear them having sex and we can see them walking around naked and we could hear them shooting, which the gun shooting, I thought they'd probably be fine with. But yeah, they're they're not fucking, people in Oregon aren't fucking around. They're just like, no, they, they don't like change. Yeah. And they, oh. I and can't. then they just let all these people loose. Eventually, at the, towards the end, they're like. They're like, we can't do anything about it. Be we're free. putting them on buses and just putting them in neighborhoods around Oregon. With guns. <laughs> they released them with guns. Did they have guns? I don't they remember guns. that. They had guns. They gave them guns. <laughs> they gave them guns. Don't let... Yeah. That is just an equation with negative results. Yeah, we did just start talking about cults a lot. Sorry. Hijacked. Um, by the way, I put that CBD cream on how long ago? Like 20 minutes yeah. ago? 
my wrist feels fine now. Amazing. Topical CBD. What I is have it? for the listeners, you know that I I I recently when I had my was having my back problems, uh talked about that C B D hand like what would you call topical? muscle topical muscle cream or Yeah. It is the best shit I've ever used. Did you use it on your back when it Yeah. And, and it I helped? totally noticed a difference. I always used to think with like icy hot or stuff like biofreeze and stuff that you were supposed to feel it instantly. And with all those things, I mean, we were talking about this earlier. I, I never felt different. I remember when I played football in high school, they would, you know, afterwards put, make us put icy hot. They'd rub it into our quads and our calves. And I was like, I don't feel any different other than my skin feels like hot or cold Hot or cold. But this stuff literally seeps into it. it. Also, you do get that hot, cold feeling like most muscle creams, but, and it's not instant, but within like 20 or 30 minutes, I notice like my pain is gone. I don't know how that works. I don't understand how topical shit goes into your your body and is like, I don't know either, but, but you're a yogurt and yogurt. You're a yoga instructor. I'm a yoga instructor. Uh, I'm not <laughs> You're a doctor. A yoga instructor. Yeah. Um, I don't know how those work either, but I want to try it now. That smells amazing. Um, do you you go to people's houses to teach? Do you yeah, ever go to home. like? So you have you ever taught at like a. Uh, like a yoga studio? Yeah, I taught at a yoga studio for years um, here in L.A. and in Denver where I'm from. I taught. Oh, you're from Denver? I'm from Denver. Oh, we talked about this yeah. once, right? Because I was saying there's a great burrito place that I like. Illegal Pete's. Illegal Pete's. Illegal Pete's is the best. It's like Chipotle, only everything's like organic. And although they say that at Chipotle too, but it, oh my God. Yeah, um, Chipotle was... I actually, I might be speaking out of, I don't know the full connections here, but. Just lie. (laughs) So this might be, uh, correct me, please. Uh, DU students, uh, Uh Denver University students, uh, created Chipotle or Chipotle was part of their exit, their business thing. Um, they ended up selling it to McDonald's, yep. but Chipotle originally, the very first Chipotle is on that strip and illegal Pete's was there before Chipotle. So if you think about it, illegal Pete's kind of, it was probably some students who were like, I love illegal Pete's. We should start a place like that, but like a chain. Yes. And so that was part of their business project for their like senior thesis or whatever. They made the business plan for Chipotle and then eventually sold it to McDonald's. It's not a bad idea. I mean, all the great chance. Like, did you watch that McDonald's movie with, um, Michael Super Keaton? Me? No, the Michael Keaton one. <laughs> Fuck. What's it called? <laughs> uh, the founder, founder, founders, Michael Keaton. Fuck. M I C H A E. I always have to, Say the letters as I'm spelling. I'm a f- simple. Yeah, it's called Founder. And he plays the guy who. He plays Ray Kroc, the guy who. Who, it, who it, you know, if you Google it, say he says he founded McDonald's, but he actually 
took the original McDonald's was in like San Bernardino, California. Yeah. And this guy was going around to restaurants selling like milkshake machines. He was like a traveling salesman. And he got to the McDonald's in San Bernardino and they were basically had like an assembly line uh, process of making their food. And he was just like, this is fucking genius. And he basically stole it from them. He went into business with them and then eventually bought them out. And like, he got rich off these two brothers who started McDonald's. Did they get anything? He kept their name. No. In fact, when he really like, just when, when McDonald's really went corporate and huge and he had to get it from them, he did like a handshake deal. And then just never fucking paid them. My eyes are expanding very wide right now. Yeah. Why all big companies? St- where it's, it has to do with someone stealing something. I feel like every it's Apple, a, like, trillion Facebook, dollar restaurant chain. He could have easily one, like, even if he was like less than one percent. One percent for you guys, they would be millionaires. Where are they now? Do you know where I'm they sure are they're now? dead now. This was in like the 50s. Yeah, yeah they're 40s probably. 40s or early 50s. They have to be dead now. Because they were, at least in the movie. They killed but... themselves because <laughs> it was. they had to drive down the street. But he even kept the name. Like, he took the fucking name from these two guys. Like Ridiculous. And he, this guy got rich by not... not like, he... Um, what do you call it? Franchising these things. Like people yeah, can, that like, was before franchising was like weird. So he would get people to buy McDonald's <laughs> restaurants and he got rich. This dude was brilliant. He got rich by buying the property that they were built so on. So they're paying him So they are rent, fucking paying him. And they're paying him franchising fees. Yes. And probably... Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. he was... That's how Bikram did it. He was the first to start franchising yoga. Really? Yep. He was the first to do teacher trainings in the United States. He was the first one to be like, I'll train you to teach yoga. And so he started doing teacher trainings. $10,000 a pop, 400 people. Yeah. And would book them out. Would do, you know, every other month do one. And then he's flying around in private jets and... Rolls Royces, just a fleet of them. What is it about Rolls Royces? Okay, I I have no idea, but every person who turns into crazy, deranged cult leaders or, you know, leaders of these things that turn evil want fleets of Rolls Royces. No idea why. You can drive one car at a time, and they kind of look like... They're kind of ugly. Yeah, even if, classic like old vintage Rolls Royces. I see them. I'm like, that is just why. Yeah, and uh, so he had like thirty, forty of them. I'm not kidding. Why that many? That is just insane. That's just fuck you. Like, yeah, he's uh, he's he is mental. There wasn't there a. I feel like there was a documentary on a yoga instructor who's like really inappropriate and that might have been him i mean he they did a 30 for 30 uh, 
on coverage on him and he went bananas in the interview like literally got up and left and like <laughs> it's the craziest thing i love it when people walk out in interviews that nothing makes me happier yeah because this interview's over and they have to undo the lavalier mic oh yeah he called the the woman who was interviewing him trash and a bitch just because she was repeating back to him what he said, she was like, one million women have tried to get one drop of your semen. And he's like, yeah. And she's Wait, like, is that a thing? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He claims. Yeah. He claims that women have committed suicide because he wouldn't make love to them. Oh, that's some Kim Jong Il shit. Oh, yeah. No, he's out of his mind. He is. He went out to lunch, never came back. <laughs> Why do people do that? Like Kim Jong Un is like. I don't go to the bathroom. Like he does. But he brought his own toilet to, yes. to the party. He had his whole country convinced that he doesn't take sh shits. Oh my god, that's fucking crazy. Why do people? How did I mean? That's some Donald Trump shit too. Like just bragging about shit for no. I had the biggest crowd at my. Just flat out lies. <laughs> yeah, that are not true, but I. And easy to fact check. Do you do you think that they believe them though? I don't know. No, no. Oh, the people telling the lies. Yeah, I think that they believe. I think they exist on a separate plane. Like, yeah. I believe that Donald Trump truly believes after it comes out of his mouth that he is the things that he says he is. Well, yeah. There's that whole thing of if you repeat a lie enough times, it's yeah, it's the truth, or you believe it. That I, I mean, I guess so, but it's hard to sit to tell someone that you don't take a shit and then go take a shit. You know, <laughs> I'm I don't. Uh, I don't take shits. Okay, cool. Let's go out for chili and like, <laughs> and then they're just like hang out with them for twenty four hours and watch them just be like, I, I got to go make some phone calls. <laughs> no, no, let's hang out for. <laughs> No, that would be so easy to disprove. It's just like, let's hang out for two days straight. But they believe it. I mean, they when I was I went to those uh, communities that have you know leaders that are all. Um, I went to Thailand after their king had passed away, and their king had been king for like forty years, and the woman who was giving us the tour was like wait did you go because of this or you just no, happened to be i in just Thailand? happened to okay. be there after in it happened head, i'm like wow i went there because the king had passed She's away a big and fan of, of the, the king. king of thailand um and he and I, she was explaining to me he um was able to play um, like 15 different instruments. He wrote some of the best number one songs on the radio. He was a historian. He hugged, you know, over a thousand children and healed them and all these things. And she's genuinely, I mean, she this believes is, it. She believes it. And as I was listening to her, I was like, oh, and then she said, it'd be like, imagine if Obama was your, um, was president for 40 years, 40 years. And your dad. And I was like, what? <laughs> that is insane. Yeah, it was, it was. Was he a good leader? I don't know anything about Thailand um, other than I would love to go to I Thailand. I don't think that he, I, I think that the, at that point, it's not, you're not, 
he was a good performer. That's what that that's what that is. Because all he would do, he would have people that are taking care of all. Obviously, he kings wouldn't don't. Have, kings and queens don't do anything. Like Queen Elizabeth does nothing. She does nothing. That is weird. I every now and then I'm like. What is happening with kings and queens? All they have to do is just play it cool. They just have to be... They make appearances mm-hmm. and wave to people. And why? I mean, I know... No, I don't know. I don't know why. I mean, there's like prime ministers who are really... I Prime ministers, I feel like, are they're more in involved. Yeah, they actually have to sit everything. in a meeting. I feel like Queen Elizabeth hasn't... Ever sat. She's never I'm such s- an ignorant American. I really don't like monarchies. They, I feel like do they, they have to report to the queen. She does nothing, right? She does nothing. Parliament. I think that her. I also know nothing. So I also know that there will be a thousand comments on Instagram. On just like this telling. episode going. You really don't know what the queen. Does. I, I mean, I, I would go as far as to say the queen is never touched a piece of paperwork i bet she she must have to sign right interview that she did and it was the most unrelatable shit i've ever look up it was the queen's interview talking about her ride on the day of her um wedding no coronation her coronation yes that what it's called and she was like (laughs) i'm gonna do a terrible I'm not an actress. I can't do accents. But she was like, the ride was so bumpy and like couldn't like. And the guy was just like, oh, the ride was bumpy, huh? So. By the way, Queen Elizabeth, her IMDb page. (laughs) She has an IMDb? Yeah. And under trivia, it says she owns the world's finest pink diamond. It forms the center of a flower brooch and weighs 54 carats. Jesus. But I want to see what are the duties of Queen Elizabeth. Yeah, show me, show me what her, show duties me her resume. Of where's her LinkedIn? Queen, her LinkedIn. Queen Elizabeth, I think she's the second current monarch and head of state, ascended the throne on the death of her father, King George the Sixth. On February 1952, um, the monarch and his or her immediate family undertake various official ceremonial, diplomatic, and representational duties. So they, they're just like showmen, the face of the country, right? The, yeah. They just go to ceremonies and, and just wave and smile. How do they get paid? <laughs> I think they That's have, I think the. I know they have a lot of money. I read an article. Oh, they're super rich. I read an article after um, our our star starlight uh, Megan Merkel <laughs> switched over. Yeah, uh, I read about how they how much money they have, and they have like a lot of money. Where does it come? A- any the country? Listener, any listener who is from the United Kingdom, please let me know. Or anyone who knows more. Than us. <laughs> I don't want to Google anymore. <laughs> yeah. Let us know how do, how does the queen get paid? And why? Is it direct deposit and why? Yeah. And I'm sh- I, obviously it's family. Mo- there's family money involved that's been... I don't, or Passed maybe down from who? 
Yeah. Well. I don't know how it works. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's ad time, and we've got a new sponsor, Quip. Uh, The truth is most of us are brushing our teeth wrong, not for long enough, and forget to change our brushes on time. That's because most brands focus on selling flashy gimmicks rather than better brushing, but not Quip. So what makes Quip so different? Uh, For starters, Quip is an electronic toothbrush that's a fraction of the cost of bulkier brushes while still packing just the right amount of vibrations to help you clean your teeth. Quip's built-in timer helps you clean for the dentist-recommended two minutes with guiding pulses that remind you when to switch sides. I honestly didn't know you were supposed to brush for two minutes. I'm in and out way too quick, which is probably why I've been at the dentist so often. Uh, Next, Quip's subscription plans are for your health, not just your convenience. They deliver new brush heads on a dentist-recommended schedule every three months for just $5, including free shipping worldwide. Um, That's the other thing. I didn't know you were supposed to switch brush heads or brushes every three months. To be honest, in the past, I have been only switching toothbrushes after I've been sick. Which is probably a good idea. You have the flu. You don't want to uh, keep using the same brush. (laughs) But as someone who's not sick all the time, I go for way longer than three months without changing uh, toothbrush heads. So now you know. Quip also comes with a mount that suctions right to your mirror and unsticks to use a cover for hygienic travel wherever you take your teeth. Which hopefully for most of us is everywhere we go. And finally, everyone loves Quip. They were on Oprah's O-List. Honestly, this should be the top talking point. If you're on Oprah's O-List, this should be the top talking point. Uh, They were also named one of Time's Best Inventions and is the first subscription electric toothbrush accepted by the American Dental Association. Association. There, I got it out. Plus, they're backed by a network of over 20,000 dentists, hygienists, and hundreds of thousands of happy brushers use Quip every day. Okay, Quip starts at just $25, and if you get to quip.com slash nodocs, that's N-O-D-O-C-S, right now you'll get your first refill pack free with a Quip electric toothbrush. That's your first refill pack free at getquip.com slash nodocs. That's spelled G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash no docs. Check them out. And now back to the show. Anyway, yoga. Anyway, do you think the queen does yoga? She would benefit. Have you ever, what's the oldest person you've taught yoga to? I ongoingly teach to um, a client. I don't know her exact age. I want to say she's 72. Wow. How, How flexible is she? Not very flexible. So she does yoga as a pain management, um, part of a pain management regimen. And um, we do a lot of restorative and meditative stuff. And she's a rock star. She Not literally a rock star. She's just awesome. She's just great, yeah. So uh, she started doing yoga later on in life. And um, we just kind of work, go work with how she feels on the day and and... She's great. Um, how long have you been teaching her? I've been teaching her for about a year and a half. I wish old people would do more stuff like that. 
I know there are a lot that do it, but I it should just be. I think yoga should be yoga and meditation. Meditation, especially, I think, should be incorporated, which it is starting to slowly be, um, more of like a prescriptive, like, yeah, just like you would prescribe someone, you know, medication, but it's not as easy, of course. I also, I mean, I try to do it twice a day, but then also, if there's other circumstances where I'm on a flight and I'm like. Flights are nervous. The best. I will just to meditate. Put on my noise canceling headphones without music. Just cancel out the noise and just close my eyes and meditate. Even if I've already done it twice, and I'm just like I'm gonna zone out right now, and it's amazing. It's the best. I've I've considered a lot about because of when you can get into meditative states for extended period of time. When I've done like long vipassanas, which are like. Um, multiple day meditation retreats, silent retreats. And I've gotten into that state of mind, um, which is like a fraction of what people who dedicate their lives to doing this are. You really see how that could be a way of life that someone would choose. Sure. I have considered many times where I'm like, why am I not in the mountains with no cell phone? Like Leonard Cohen. Yeah, wearing just like a robe and not... Leonard Cohen just checked out and went and lived in this with these Zen Buddhists for like years. Good for him. I will, I think, one day live for an extended period of time in some sort of secluded setting like that, I think. So you've done the silent retreats? Yeah, Vipassana. I read a... Someone wrote an article about their experience going to do one. Someone who had never done it. Yeah. And wasn't a person who meditates. They're just like, I'm going to go on this like 10 day silent retreat. They jumped into the deep end. And they, and they wrote this article about the whole experience and how like for the first like five days they thought they were going to go insane. Yeah. You start to do, um, negotiating methods (laughs) in your mind. I'm not kidding with, because it's, Truly, like, your brain is detoxing from an addiction because our life, so much stimulus, is, like, an addictive activation in our brain. So when you deplete, because you're not allowed to write or read. Yeah. You have no input, sensory input, except for your visual. Just And so you start to negotiate. I, on one of the days in my head, was like, oh, I'm going to fake an injury. Like, I would never, (laughs) you know, like, I was like... I was like, I'm going to tell them that my head hurts or my knee hurts. And so I can go home. I'm going to fake an injury. You know, well, because I was like, I, I'm too immature for this. I'm not, I want to go home. And so I started ne- negotiating <laughs> in my head. Right. Well, then in, during the meditation that the talk that day, the Dharma talk, the guy, um, the, the guy, the leader was like, so at this point, you're probably starting to think in your head that you want to leave and you're considering things that you maybe haven't before. And I was like, oh, he's in my brain. But it's also like so... That sounds culty though too. Unoriginal. Like, yeah. Like you don't want to leave. That's true. That does sound very culty. The way I just explained it. <laughs> well, Where was this? Was this in the mountains somewhere? Yeah, it was at Spirit Rock, which is right outside of Oakland. And it's gorgeous. Oakland? Yeah. Oh. It's gorgeous. Oakland? Yeah. 
it's like outside of it. It's like right, up in like, that. It's it's beautiful. Um, but wow, it's a very. I've always that's so funny because I've always pictured these retreats in like Colorado or Utah or they Wyoming. There, yeah, in Virginia, Virginia has some uh, really nice ones. Bali, I've been to one in Bali. Oh my god, what were you doing in Thailand, by the way? Just just going kicking it. <laughs> Did you love it? Um, I went to Bangkok. I didn't get to go to the islands. I really want to go to the islands. Um, And I got sick. I got too brave. Honestly, going to be my next question. Yeah, I got too brave. It's a great street food. Eight street food. Um, Mm -hmm. It's so common. It's called Bangkok Belly. It's a it's a wiki page on its own. Yeah. Bangkok Belly. Well, this is health related. So I'm going to look up Bangkok. I did have a layover in Bangkok once when I was flying to... um, Fuck, where was I going? Hong Kong? I went... Uh, can I share? Uh, yeah. It's not a gross story, but it, it's yeah. a health-related story. Um, I was... Went out for an advent, a day adventure. Is this in Bangkok? In Bangkok. I was feeling great. I was feeling on top of the world. I had eaten a little bit the, before. I'd been there for a full day. Wake up the next morning, oh, that's not long enough. <laughs> eat breakfast, and I headed out. They have um, what I would describe as like boat buses, like like if you were to take a city bus and put it on a river, on a dirty Bangkok river. That's what it's like. But they there's no safety regulations, so they just pack them in. And in order to make sure they pack in, they have a woman with a stick that yells at you to pack in into this bus so i'm talking it's overflowing right so you're face to you're so tight packed in sardined into this bus which was funny in the first time i rode on it and you know it's hot and you're on the boat and it's swaying back and forth and the water's disgusting so i go and i start to get on to the bus and they make stops every which way so when you get on it you're on it for at least 40 minutes nope I'm on it and I'm like, oh no, I feel so sick. Like, <laughs> like, oh, and this woman is Worst screaming. Worst case scenario. This woman is screaming and poking and I'm like, I'm, I'm going to be sick. Like I'm all systems evac going to be sick. And so I'm like literally like sitting there. I can't make eye contact with anyone. She's screaming. I'm like sweating. It's like hot. I'm like, this is the worst moment in my entire life. Like I truly was like. Yeah. This is going to be awful. <laughs> so I finally, I just jump off on the next exit. Oh. I don't know where I am in Bangkok. I jump off on the next exit and I'm looking everywhere for a bathroom. And they are not, um, in Bangkok, you have to pay to use a bathroom. And there's not always a bathroom. There's, it's there's a hole in the floor. Squat toilets. So, yeah. Ugh, and so I could God. not find, I, I like stopped in some like neighborhood and it was, and I had to end up like paying this person to to use I don't know I guess his like door I don't know but I literally was like I'm gonna shit on the streets in Bangkok like I'm I am gonna shit on the streets in Bangkok ah that's my memoir um yeah so so <laughs> good intro <laughs> um so don't eat the food well you can eat the food but like you know. Dip your toe in first. Let your body get adjusted. I'm writing this down. By the way, 
there is a restaurant called Bangkok Belly. In Bangkok? No, here in LA. No. What is it? It's a Thai place? Yes. Wait, wait. What a great uh, sense of humor. Yeah, why would... Hey, we, let's Do name they serve our... PTSD? Let, let's name our restaurant after diarrhea. <laughs> uh, it's, okay, here, I'm clicking on... Bangkok Belly. Uh, Pan-Asian eatery featuring sushi and Thai dishes. Oh. Served amid simple modern decor. Oh, no, it's in Chicago. Oh. Did they not realize they named their restaurant no, after No, they diarrhea? know. They probably thought it'd be really funny. PTSD. Is there a Mexican restaurant called Montezuma's Revenge? <laughs> There's not a, an American diner called I Got the Shit. <laughs> the shittery. <laughs> the shittery. Brown water. Come uh, on. Eat. <laughs> splatter busters. Oh. <laughs> um no, there's a lot on Bangkok Belly in here. Yeah, it's a it's a whole it's thing. Basically, traveler's diarrhea. Yeah, and the, you can get before you go. Um, this is now a tips on how to travel. Um, you can get there's medicine that you can take that is for that specifically. Do you preemptively like you take it before? No, you, you go? take it when you have it. Right when you start feeling like you have it, you take it, and it totally helps. I, for that reason, is is why I, I'm talking like fucking Frankenstein. I, for that reason, is why I <laughs> carry uh, activated charcoal. Oh, does that work for you? I I haven't. Um, it hasn't worked for me. In, really? It yeah. Is, nothing has worked better for me. Awesome. Like if That's I great. get like food poisoning or something, I will take that. Plus, um, uh, probiotic. Probiotics every day I take. Oh my god, uh, that's my a whole, game changer. Yeah, my whole. And I ha- I do have to add because people wrote in saying that I should warn people that if they're on birth control, activated charcoal can cancel that shit out. Oh wow, I, I didn't, didn't know, know that. Yeah, that's good to know. Um. Yeah, probiotics every every day I take. I didn't realize how much it affected my mood and just my general overall well-being. I don't do it every day, but like two days ago I woke up and just the whole day my stomach felt off. Mm. Just like I didn't eat anything weird. Like I didn't even have coffee. Like but it was just my stomach was just like just gurgling like all day and then i took probiotics and it totally felt, stopped it, it balanced your um there my f- friend recommended this probiotic to me that has just going to sound very kooky but uh dirt particles in it <laughs> yeah soil particles in it because our food is so processed and cleaned that those some of those things, I guess, we need in our belly bacteria to help us break down food. Yeah. It's like healthy. When we used to like hunt or gather or go out and get our food, we used to eat some of the soil with it that had bacteria that were good for us. I had a biology a biology teacher, though, and I've heard this since, but it was like, that's why it's fine if kids eat their boogers. Like, they're it, that's just fucking dirt. Oh, like, yeah. So I can't afford it. I just eat handfuls of dirt. <laughs> like, 
No, but it's um. That apparently it's good. Do you take the probiotics that you have to keep in your refrigerator? Yes. I don't. I I don't do. I have like the. It's around here somewhere. It's it's just in a box and Jarodophilus, I think it's called. Yeah, I don't know the name Jaro. of Jaro. But I take it's one for women and one for yep. And then one for just Oh, you take two different two, yeah. I got two and then I also take a vitamin I t- you know. Did you have to I'm assuming you had to is there certification for becoming a yoga instructor? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I went through a teacher training. So there's a 200-hour and a 500-hour. There's a 700-hour. Which one did you do? You did all of them? I did 500-hour, and then I also did a specialty sort of training, which was for um, working with um, trauma, people with trauma, and then um, children's. Oh, wow. Yeah. Do you teach children? I don't. No, I, I wish I could, but... They're I not. feel like that would be awesome. Yeah, there is. Um, I have an uh, incredible friend uh, named Lauren who lives in South Africa, and she does healing trauma yoga therapy for Whoa. children there. Um, because basically, she's trying to teach children coping mechanisms from the way that they've been treated. Yeah, and then so that they can grow up and have these these tools. It's also. I think better for for people to learn shit at a young learn shit learn these things at a young 100%. like my meditation instructor was like it you know his classes are like three something like three days he's like he's like I teach adults yoga in three days he's like I could teach a child yoga in 30 minutes they do it naturally I mean, not yoga, uh, meditation yeah they do it naturally Yoga, they do naturally just because it's like, yeah. I mean, happy baby, child's yeah. pose. They're yes. based around um, mindfulness. Kids um, work on attunement. Like a kid is so transparent in the, that they'll set you up the way that they, to feel the way that they feel. There's no, there's like, we as yes. adults eventually are like, okay, we have to hold in our feelings. We have to behave properly. We yes. have to say these in a certain way. Yes. There is a routine in order to get my feelings out. Yeah. Kids, it's just immediate. Yep. So they have that same sponge. It works the opposite way where if you teach them how to kind of calm that and attune it, it, it also will take so quickly. Yeah. He, he was literally like half an hour. I could teach a kid how to meditate. Yeah. They do Whereas it naturally. Like you, it would take three days. Also, just in general, I, I've, you know, I went to music school and they're like, I didn't know that. They're like, it's easier to teach a kid. Like if you start playing like piano or guitar or something, when you're like 10 years old, you have no mental barriers of like, this doesn't make sense. You're not, you don't think you're this doesn't open, make sense. Yeah. You just accept it and you're like, oh, Okay. Boo, boo, boo. here's this is a scale and not like well why does it go this way and not you're not like making excuses for why it shouldn't work yeah there's also parts of your brain that haven't developed yet that are that are able to be like flowered open through that type of stimulus yeah there's every brain genius in history has had that part of their brain the music part of their brain developed at a young age so yeah. every 
considered genius is like Mozart. Yep, has played music as a child, and it's a certain part of their brain that was stimulated and developed that was not in my brain because I did not learn any music. It's I the wanted same to. with sports too. You see, like video of Tiger Woods, like when he's five, like swinging a club like and perfect. I mean, that's also kind of weird that parents would be like, because there are shitty parents who are like, my kid's going to be. Yeah, they get plucked out of the group and said like, oh, this is an ex- this child has potential. There was a, I think it was a 30 for 30 on, um, there was in the, God, was it the 80s or the 90s? There was a football player named Todd Marinovich who was, uh, he played it. Like either UCLA or USC, and he became an Oakland Raider quarterback, and he literally was groomed for it by his father from birth, like stretching and exercise and diet, and like his dad wanted him to play for the Raiders too. Like, Weird. He man, he, he secreted it. He in. was so fucked up mentally this kid oh, like he yeah. was yeah because his approval ah uh, uh. he was addicted to coke and like he self he imploded within like his first year playing football like professional oh. football it's a really it was a really interesting documentary um do they part of getting certified do you also have to know like the history do you have to know like yeah so I, you learn a lot of theory in yoga teacher training. The first 200 hours, it's amazing to me that you're allowed to just go out and teach people how to move their body. It seems like the liability would be a lot higher yeah. because you, 200 hours, you, there's no way you could know. That's nothing. Yeah. Um, I, when I continued taking courses and classes and different things. I took this, um, amazing instructor. His name's Gil Headley. And if you don't have a weak stomach, uh, he was one of the first, uh, people he was, um, a doctor and, uh, also a yoga instructor and did Reiki and all these other things. He, was like, well, yoga instructors and massage therapists are working with human bodies, but they don't get to actually see a human form, like oh. a cadaver, like doctors do. So however yeah. could they know the different pieces and how it and works? Mechanics and mechanics. Yeah, and so he was also one of the founding people who started um, different studies of fascia, which is connective tissue, which actually questions... Uh, the idea that we have a bicep and a tricep and a, um, you know, hamstring, we obviously have those physical things, but the only reason why it would be considered separate things is because in all of history, they have man, a man or a person, woman, whoever has cut away all this connective tissue, the fascia to inspect these. And it's like, well, if that tissue is a piece of your body, is a piece of it, then can you really say that there's different things because you're separating it? Does that make sense? So like, basically there is... We are all one muscle. It's all one We are unit. all one unit. And now um, 
now it's accepted even more. They're starting to slowly, the medical community, but it's been very slow to uptake because that would mean they have to re I mean, that would flip everything that we've ever known about the. It's like the bicep and the tricep and the trapezius are all like one muscle because they're connected by fascia. Yes. Tissue. Tissue. So, and that also would change the way that people do healing patterns. So that's why, like, if you have, say, a hip injury, you may start begin to have an issue in your shoulder. And it's because Because, it's a kinetic chain. That's why with um, sciatica, you feel that shit all the way down to your feet. Oh, yeah, because it is a kinetic chain. It is like a, a net. If you think of a net and you pull one side of the net, it's the whole net transitions yeah. the whole net changes shape and that's the way the entire body is and they're that's starting so i never even thought of that like i know that what sciatica is and like it's that whole thing that runs down your leg but i've never actually stopped to be like oh yeah it's it is all one yeah it's that's why treating muscle. um certain you know if you injure your knee Sometimes people will say, yes, you need to obviously strengthen and um, work on the knee, but it's an entire body approach because your whole body is rea- is is helping to heal that by overcompensating or you maybe walk differently or... Yeah. Well, it's the same with acupuncture too. Why like when I'll go in for sinus issues, yeah. my acupuncturist will put a needle right between my thumb and index finger and I immediately feel, I immediately can feel like my sinus is draining. Yeah. Because she's like, oh, this is like the the fuse box. She's like, this is ever, because whenever, almost every time I go in for acupuncture, whether it's for my back or my sinuses or my neck or, you know, my shoulder, she puts a needle right there in that. It's also a pressure point, you know. Yeah, in between the thumb. Like the web, just back from the webbing between your thumb and index finger. So good. Yeah. Getting massaged right there, too, is really yeah. nice. You have a lot of um, stimulus on the base of your thumb, like a very sensitive nerve endings there. Yeah. And I had um, a psychology teacher once tell me oh, that's yeah. why people like holding hands with each other is because it's a... You're touching that really sensitive space. That's a great spot. Also, right in the crook of your, like the, the opposite side of your elbow. Yeah. What is this called? Is it? Um, they have. Don't they have? Oh no, this is the the back of your elbow has a weird name for it. Well, the back of your elbow has that skin where if you have your arm out flat, you can pull the skin from your it's elbow. Old elbow and pinch scrotum. It as hard as you want, and there's no nerve endings. In yeah, it. nothing. You can pinch it like. You could cut to it. To the point of bleeding and you would not feel it. Yeah. Nothing. But the opposite side, the the inside of your elbow, what the fuck do you call the it? Fold? The fold? Crook. I like the calling crook. it the crook. That feels good. I will sit and watch TV and just with my yeah, nails run sensitive. them over, over that part. It's really nice. <laughs> so try it. <laughs> Everyone, be good to yourself. Um, so Gil Headley, the, oh, this yeah, guy... Yeah. Um, are, do you have a sensitive sum? Like, are you, do you get queasy about? No. He, um, because he's so dedicated, he's a loon. Okay. I'm going to preface with that. So when you watch it, just have an open mind. Uh, but he was so dedicated to having 
this information available to not just doctor people that were getting their doctorates. He put it on YouTube. So he did a cadaver lab and it Whoa. is available on YouTube hours and hours and hours. And he does it. Cadaver lab. Yeah. And he does it layer by layer rather than um, a lot of times when you would traditionally work with a form. You cut, you know, today we're going to do the leg. So you'd cut from the hip down and then deal with that. He goes layer by layer, which is extremely tedious, but also So it must be hours of video of him. This is the leg. This is the back. This Yes, is- but it's also layer by layer. So he'll go, this is the skin, and then he'll show the fascia. You actually see the netting. You see what he's talking about when he says, like, how how on earth could there be a bicep and a tricep as a separate thing when, yes, you see that they are thicker muscles here, but those thicker muscles are so interconnected with the the netting of the tissue that it, it would be... Yeah, your bicep just goes right up. Yeah, and to whatever the shoulder muscle is, yeah, and then your traps or and your, your levator scapula yeah, yeah. and all that. Yeah, so it's it's really interesting, and it also um, for me as a yoga instructor made me completely question a lot of things that I've learned or I've thought. It yeah, was really today when I was rolling my neck on those, my, yeah, the myofascial, balls, and I was like, I can hear. It's almost like if you were taking paper and crinkling it, just like, yeah. And you're like, oh, that's the fascia. Yeah. Because you wouldn't hear your muscle, right? No, you wouldn't hear your muscle. I mean, you could that's if just you injured. Fleshy... Um, you could I, probably. I definitely heard heard when I tore my rotator cuff. I heard it like yes, tear and snap. Yeah, he has something called the fuzz story, which is basically the explanation that when you stretch, you are stretching the fascia, you're getting stimulation and um, blood flow and all these things, the fascia, like a netting. And then if you don't, imagine it just stacking and stacking and stacking and stacking. And then you're trying to move basically netting. Yeah. That would be intertwined and intertwined. And that's what, in quotes, knots are when you are oh. like, oh, I have a knot in my neck. It's a stacking of, a, if you think of a netting, it's a, the winding up of it. I want to see these cadaver labs. That sounds so interesting. Like they're fully graphic though. It's like. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, but it's a, it's a form. So it's a preserved body. It's not gory necessarily, but it is a, um, a human body, a, a cadaver that's donated their body to science. Um, and he also has a thing where he <laughs> relates the human body's imagery to nature. So every once in a while, he'll like a cut. landscape. Yeah, he'll cut to like a the rolling hills yes. of the shoulders. <laughs> and He's so like Bob Ross. Yes. So you'll see it'll cut between the two. Um. So just expect that when you watch but it. Is it like him peeling the skin off and explaining skin, and yeah. then taking the fascia off and explaining that, and then lifting the muscles off the bone? And yes, and he's extremely passionate and explains it in a way that is um that you can understand where he'll be like watch this like he takes the hand and he says you know when you hear about carpal tunnel it's because it's a literal tunnel if you look and he'll show you know here are the tendons they literally go through a tunnel so when people get carpal tunnel syndrome it's because of the reduction of the space here and so he would show how the hands move and like yeah what is is it the the quote-unquote tunnel shrinking like it's you're it not like getting the tissue of it? the tissue the scar tissue and i 
believe, and uh, I'm not a doctor. I don't know, but we're um, no doctors. I'm, I'm You're not, no doctor. I'm no doctor. Um, I believe that it's the reduction of the the tissue that's in there that makes it glide, the gliding tissue oh, okay. in there. But I'm not sure. Don't quote me. Um, ugh, you hear all those just Crack. cracking synovial fluid. That's just as I get older too. Just yeah. I um I get so excited when I talk about stuff like this. Um Oh, I thought that was your bones cracking. So, Gil Headley. Gil Headley fascia <laughs> F- fascia expert, he's a doctor. He's, he's a, a fasciista. He's a fasciista. You should TM that. Is he still alive? He's still alive? Oh, yeah. He's still alive. He still does labs all around. Does he? Is he a yoga guy, though? Or is he just a doctor? He's a, mo- a, bo- a modality. He does all... Because he studied massage. He was a doctor. He did... Um, I think he studied astrology as well. He's, he's like, you know... Not astronomy. Astrology. Astrology. Yeah. He's a... Um, he's a real... Character. Yeah. He's a, a, a spiritual... But how does he have access to bodies to like he's tear a apart? He's a doctor. So, oh, he, and he is was, a doctor. He is a doctor. So from what I understand, it was a little tricky what he did when he... Because uh, he originally asked for the forms. I think he started this in the 90s because he's a doctor. He asked for the forms to... to conduct a he did it at a university yeah but then he opened it up to massage therapists yoga instructors personal trainers people who don't get access but work with people's bodies every day right and then when he started doing that it just caught on like wildfire wow so if you want to take one you can what are the benefits of by the way of hot yoga bikram what's Uh, the difference between bikram and hot yoga same thing uh, bi- Why do they? But Bikram, all of a sudden they just started calling it hot yoga. They had to because B- Bikram, Bikram originally brought hot yoga. He was Bikram is the name of the guy of the guy Bikram Chandri. He brought hot yoga to the United States. He was the first one to bring it here. The original reason he turned up the heat in the room was to emulate the um, atmosphere in Calcutta when he would teach yoga. Oh. So he wanted it to be hot and humid. He also knew that it helps his students become more flexible, which it does. Um, oh. Because your body is more limber when in the heat. Um, but the only reason it's called Bikram yoga is because he copyrighted it, trademarked it, and patented the 26 poses. So if you see a studio that advertises Bikram yoga, is he making money off of them? Yes. Because he's trademarked the name. Yes, up until I believe, I don't know right now. I mean, I think there's a lot of like, people are separating, distancing themselves, but you used to have to pay him like $60,000 to use his name and have to use his dialogue and his 26 poses. And it was, it was a real militant approach to it oh wow um but so hot, it's just easier saying hot yoga yeah hot yoga is still yoga in the heat um and core power has an amazing variation of his class what's um, core power is that like a that's a mcdonald's a, of yoga a no, chain of yeah but it's a um 
it's probably one of the better ones that I would recommend for beginners, especially. They have a really, you can ex- know what to expect when uh-huh. you go in. Um, very clean facility. Yeah. You get a week free. <laughs> I don't work for them, but yeah. I, I do like it. Um, hot Power Fusion, which is, they have 26 poses too. Hot Room, very similar to his his style. Is there more than 26 poses though? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he just took 26 poses and made it his his yoga set. He said, this is my yoga, and he claimed to this have is... healed people, brought them back from the dead, healed cancer. <laughs> what a nut job. Insane. Nuts. But as far as yoga, he knew what he was talking about, obviously. Yes, he did. And his practice and. This is like where the yoga um, controversy, like people keep saying, like separate the man from the yoga. Yeah, and it's like I don't know, man. I can't. Yoga is yoga. Well, it's just that complex, like that rock star complex of you can be a normal guy doing your thing, and then once you get popular and famous, he wanted you just it. start going. I need a fleet of Rolls, Rolls Royces. I need women to start to brush my hair in the morning. No. Yes. And massaging. When I heard, started hearing this, these stories come out and the woman was like, and then he invited me to his room to massage him. I'm like, what to do you massage mean in- him. Yeah. I'm like, what do you mean invited you? Like, that's a gift. It usually goes the other way. It's you massage the person you want to get together with. Right. Right. But he was invited, and they thought that that was like an honor. If I ever think it's an honor to give someone a massage. An honor. Take- Guess what I got to do today? Massage Yogi Bikram. <laughs> yep. Massage his shoulders and then massage his legs. Is that how you'd say it? Yogi. Is he a yogi? He is considers- a yogi? Yogi is a person who does yoga. Okay. So you are a yogi now. Yogi sort Steve. Of. Yogi Steve. I like that. Yogi Alexis. Yeah. Um, and then he considers himself a guru, though. Oh. Which is a master. And I don't trust anyone who says Is that guru. the same terminology for meditation? Yeah. You could say a med- guru. I don't think I've... Anyone who self-proclaims himself a guru, I'm I'm a little bit... Yeah. That's I a look f- at him with flag. like a little... Yeah. I don't think. Ugh. I mean, even uh, Ram Dass doesn't consider himself a guru. No. Self-proclaiming yourself a guru is is pretty crazy. By the way, how awesome were those Ram Dass documentaries? They melted my face. You're the one that got me to check out. Going home. I guess both Coming of them, home. The, or... What was the one with Timothy Leary? Uh, I forget what it's called, but it's about their... Their friendship. Their s- friendship and their study. It's Timothy at the end of Timothy Leary's life, but they also go back into how they met, which at was through Harvard. studying the enlightenment of psychedelics. Yeah, they were both doing psychedelics, and then Ram Dass found meditation and stopped doing psychedelics, but still had the same results, basically. Yeah. I There's now a, bu- a bunch of studies going on with psychedelics and enlightenment, and I thought about potentially doing it because i'm have you done i've never done i'm highly sensitive to any sort of uh substances i don't drink 
and I just started experimenting with weed. Experimenting. Yes. And so I, but, um, I've talked to some people that want to do psychedelics with like a shaman in like a setting that you're supposed to do it in. And I talked to my therapist about it. Mm -hmm. My therapist was like, I am here to bounce ideas off each other. However, I think that doing psychedelics to open the mind would be good for people that maybe are not as in touch with their, you know, internal workings or their emotional, you know, language, um, or as aware of their trauma. (laughs) Yeah. And she was like, I don't think that you need the help of psychedelics to get to that space. No. So she was like, I'm not advising you either way, but as a professional, my professional opinion is that maybe you wouldn't benefit as much as someone else would who, you know, and which I thought was like, first of all, amazing answer. The only, the only thing I've come away with from doing like mushrooms or as acid was horrifying. (laughs) Was it? But the same result though with mushrooms, which was not horrifying and awesome is just all I think of afterwards is how how amazing it is that your brain is capable of Incre- yeah these incredible things that we usually don't access um but after doing meditation it's the same thing that they say in that documentary it's like oh we, you don't need psychedelics because I've been able to access basically the same vastness and just experience that that you get with psychedelics you know the selflessness that's like uh, uh, what i've found connectivity to everything oh yeah it's like Uh, just like i've i would when i started meditating i would finish and then be like oh my god i am completely connected to everything in this room not just nature but like that air conditioning unit right there is made up of atoms and shit just like I just am. You, like you are, yeah. Fascia. It's like fascia. We are Ex- like... Exactly. Holy and, shit. And now, the talk, holy shit. to bring it back to fascia, they're finding that fascia has the same um, memory neurons as your brain does. As, so when you think, when you say your tissues literally have memory or when you get a massage and you cry... Muscle memory, yeah. It, it's literal, like these are it's true like it's now being proven by science that like when something traumatic happens to you or something good happens to you or it's not just going to your brain and then sitting there it's your it's whole body you're absorbing it into your tissues it's your soul yeah that's oh that's so weird i've never even thought of it as because i guess i'd never thought of the fascia and the muscles being all one unit that that's basically the way i feel meditating is like but on a universal level expanded yes just even outside of earth into space like it's endless i'm connected to jupiter (laughs) it's true yeah it is it's true where i i'm reading a book right now that is um about your inner child and he has a thing where he says like our umbilical cords connected to everything and sometimes when i'm meditating i'll think about that all your listeners now are just like she's insane she's (laughs) we're we're done we're done with her off but no but it is like we are every 
we think that we're insignificant, but every decision, every motion we make is literally making ripple effects. Yeah. And it's all connected and lovely. Cool. It's awesome. Well, I think we've solved the everything. We've healed the world. <laughs> Congrats. Um, oh, this was, we went an hour and 15 minutes. Nice. Um, so people can find you on Twitter and Instagram, Alexis Girl Novak. Yes, at Alexis Girl Novak. It got legs before I could change it. Oh, okay. I, was there another Alexis Novak? Yeah, and she won't give up the handle. And she's a... She's not using it at all. Oh, she's not? It's dormant. Let's and find you've a reached to out it. to her? Did you reach out to her? Absolutely. And I was Did like, she ask for money? No. She didn't reply. No, she read it. I, she left me on read. I was trying to get steveag.com because I wanted to make a, a website for my photography yeah. outside of Instagram. And um, someone has steveag.com and they it's just a website of a couple car like like mechanic stuff like car stuff but it does not update at all ever and i'm just like dude just, to, give it i'm waiting me. for the don't it, like this i can tell by the website that this dude is eventually not going to pay his domain name and then you just scoop it up i can also just do steveagy.net net's like more punk um, but it's Alexis Girl Novak on both. On both Twitter and Instagram at Alexis and it's Girl N O V A K. N O V A K. And you're very funny. People, thank you. You guys should all follow her because it's not just yoga stuff. She's also very funny, um, her, especially her Twitter. Um, thank you, thank you. Please hit the Please follow. give her a follow. Thanks for doing this. Thanks for having me. That was fun. Yeah, and uh, check out her podcast. We're starting a cult. We're starting a cult. Yep. And take everything I say and my friends say with a grain of salt because we're no doctors. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. It's a good show. <laughs> <laughs>